I'm going into my senior season. My goal is to bring another national championship to St. John Bosco. I thought about it. I was very close to doing it, but the requirement would be two years of mandatory military service. I appreciate that people still follow high school sports. It's hard just to make it in the NFL because you're talking about the best of the best. I just wanted to, you know, bring a lot of really good, positive energy to our newsroom and get people excited about what they're doing. I said, hey, Ty, you think South Carolina is a place? And he said, yes. I just knew with his support and my gut feeling that it was the right place for me and my family. So we had a sponsor that sponsored him and got him an um, in-home tutor. That parent-kid relationship is really present in a lot of the stories that we tell because we're seeing kids become adults right in front of their parents. You're listening to the SoCal Sports Stories podcast with Connor Morissette. Welcome to the SoCal Sports Stories podcast. My name is Connor Morissette. My guest today is legendary basketball coach Harvey Katani, 35 years at Fairfax, into his third year at Rolling Hills Prep. Coach, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. No, thank you, Connor, for uh, inviting me to your show. Thank you. I, I really am happy to get you on. You have someone I've wanted to talk to for a while. So I like to get these interviews started. Just general questions. How'd you get into basketball? Well, you know, it, it takes me back to my days at, at Long Beach State when uh, I, I was going to school with a, uh, a, a future coach and... Uh, we would talk every morning and uh, trying to figure out what we're going to get involved in. I was a business major, and um, so I looked into it because what he was sharing with me sounded uh, very interesting, and and and, uh, uh, and one thing led to another, and I got my teaching credential from Long Beach State, and uh, I've been at it ever since. You've said that your uncle, Dave Yanai, his coaching was a big reason why you got into basketball coaching. What was it about him that made you want to follow him and become a coach? Well, when I got into coaching, I knew that he was coaching at that time already. And in uh, talking to him and, and, and spending a lot of time with him, uh, uh, his mentorship uh was something that I enjoyed and cherished, and uh, I had a person that I could go to at at any time and uh, uh, ask questions and, and get help. And uh, but he all the time would share his his thoughts and and and, and direction on, on 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 various topics, and so. Uh, uh, it was something that uh, me and a lot of guys were able to uh, to enjoy because he's helped uh, a, a bunch of people. He's helped Steve Bake, who was uh, or is now the coach at Fairfax after after you stepped aside, and he was at Fremont and then went on to coach in college. If people aren't familiar with Dave, I want to get some dates right here. So you were the varsity coach at San Fernando for one season, but I know you also coached JV at Banning. Could you just kind of update me? on the timeline of when that all happened. So I was at Banning for two years as an assistant, and, and I was coaching the JV team as I was finishing up my uh, Long Beach State academics and credential and so forth. And then I got the job at San Fernando, uh, and, and the following September, my, entering my second year, uh, L.A., school district and really the state of California did away with mandatory physical education and they only made it uh, mandated for uh, ninth and 10th graders or 10th graders at that time. And so I was a PE major and I was uh, let go. I got a notice in, in September or it was October saying that I was going to get terminated and I was just devastated. And uh, at that time I thought, what am I going to do? And uh, my uh, uncle, Coach and I, Dave, uh, offered me a position to come to Dominguez Hills as an assistant. So I, I did that, and then at that time I went back and got another credential in special education, and then uh, a year later I got on at Fairfax. Looking back at that first San Fernando team, I believe you started a lot of sophomores. It was a young team, and you were very sad like any coach would be that you couldn't continue to coach those players. What was that first season like as a varsity coach? And, of course, it didn't end the way you wanted it to with the layoffs. And 
uh, the, the record. I think you were 13 and 12, but that was year one for you in a really historic, historic run. What was that year like for you? Well, it was uh, it was fun. It, it, it was. I, I still uh, think of, 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 of those guys, and I can uh, remember we we went with five sophomores, and uh, that following spring we uh, we came close to beating Kennedy High School, who had uh, Stuart Gray, and I, I thought. You know we're we're going to be good. We're going to be fine. And uh, but during that first year, we uh, you know we 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 cut some seniors. They they didn't want to come out to uh, uh, the daily uh, conditioning. And and uh, we ended up I think that first year with eight kids. And uh, but they were good kids. And uh, it, it was fun. It had a lot of support there. Uh, Roger Merrill was our athletic director, and he was the um, well. Anyway, he was our athletic director, but he also emceed our games. And we were being young, we would uh, we turn the ball over, and Roger would get so frustrated that he, he's yelling on the mic, and you would you don't hear this now, but he, he's yelling on the mic trying to tell our kids what to do on the press breaker, <laughs> and, and 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 so I I think back now, and I think back. Uh, you know, after the games and stuff, that uh, here our AD is yelling at our kids to try to help us with the press breaker. And so uh, a lot of good memories over there. Um, Bill Marsh was the football coach at San Fernando, and uh, Bill would uh, really share a lot of, lot of thoughts to try to help me there. And um, it broke my heart. It, it really did. I, I, I thought that we could really do it there at San Fernando. And uh, that group, their senior year, lost in the quarterfinals to Carson High School, who won the state with Elders Hudson. And I went to that game, and it was at San Fernando because I think Carson was 9-1 and one and San Fernando was 10-0. and oh. And so um, they, it was a winnable game, and they gave Carson all, all, all they wanted. And, and so... Uh, that's when I met Eric Sodheimer. You know, he was at the Daily Breeze, and um, Eric, when when we won uh, a championship at uh, at Fairfax, a Division Three title in '85, he uh, was at San Fern. I think he was still at the Breeze at the time, and he put up about the fact that I was at San Fernando and uh, the things that had happened, and and uh, but it really broke my heart when I left San Fernando. I. Uh, I, I could have been there for 38 years, you know. But anyway, it is what it is. Yeah, sometimes in life we see these negative things, and that would be the elimination of the PE positions. But then, you know, looking back, it, it maybe can turn into a positive because if it wasn't for the layoff, then you don't spend the 35 years at Fairfax, which is so interesting. Did you ever envision at that time that you'd spend 35 years at that school? No, I, I gave myself 10 years. I, I thought, okay, I the, the the college ranks are intriguing. Uh, in 10 years, let's see where I'm at, and uh, maybe after 10 years I'm going to do something different. And uh, so 10 years came and went. My 10th year, I went and got uh, my insurance credential. So I, I was selling tax shelters, and I could sell, sell insurance, and I thought, well, maybe this is something that let me look into. And so on Friday nights, I remember going out to um, Monterey Park to the uh, sheriff's station out there, highway patrol station, for a 10 o'clock appointment. And these these guys who I had made contact with, they, they're not there waiting for the meeting. And I just said, this is not for me. <laughs> and so anyway, with that, you know, I... I uh, I, I learned so much uh, being a coach that um, it became just uh, so fun and, and, and uh, very passionate with all the things that uh, I was able to uh, learn and grow from coaching. Were you 26 when you started coaching varsity at Fairfax? Is that correct? Uh, Got to do some yeah, math. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know what, 25 yeah, I, I can't. It's somewhere in that ball. So any, anyway, you're you're a young guy, and you had the one year at San Fernando. But when you got that position, did you feel like you were ready to to really?
build a program? And, and if yes, who helped you get to that position and, and who, who mentored you? And if no, when did that all change? Well, you know, the two years I spent at Banning with Don Nichols, I, I learned uh, some things from Don that were, uh, to this day, uh, the conditioning, the daily running on the track are things that I picked up from, from, from Don. And, uh, um, you know, you, you, you pick up different things from other people, but, uh, and then, so you just implement it and, and, uh, you, you just keep learning, you know, each year, uh, through, through going over how the season went, um, uh, if it was something you want to keep incorporating or, or not and uh, so uh, then I got to spend a year with my my uncle at Dominguez Hill so I learned that aspect of it and uh, and then you you uh, constantly uh, back then there, there were uh, older coaches would uh, have get-togethers and so forth and then, so you're just sharing thoughts and ideas and, and learning from uh, the older guys Back in those days, Crenshaw was one of the powers. Manual Arts was great. It wasn't the Fairfax and Westchester that we know it was today. When did that all kind of change? You know, um, I would say sometime in the uh, mid, mid-80s. And what was responsible for that? Well, I think... Uh, both schools had had uh, players that uh, were that were good, and um, uh, we we had scheduled games. We weren't in the same league with Westchester, but we we had scrimmages, and and uh, you know the the that was the beginning of the travel ball scene, and and so the kids all knew each other and played against each other, and and. Uh, uh, Gee, just just it just kind of just ballooned from there, and um, you know, it's still. I went to the the game last year, and it's still crazy. You know, it's it's fun. It it, it really is, and and uh, the beauty of that game and that rivalry is that after the game, uh, there there there's no fights. You know, and 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 uh, if there, I, I think there was a fight. Something happened after one of the games uh, uh, when they moved it to Loyola Marymount one year, but it had nothing to do with the two schools, and uh, and that's the beauty of I, I think uh, that rivalry is that uh, as much craziness as there is after the game, you know, you you, you get on that bus and and uh, you, there's respect there. I read a Sports Illustrated article yesterday, and it said the rivalry really started getting going between the two schools in 1988. When did it start to feel real to you when, when Ed was on one sideline and you were on the other? You mentioned how you guys weren't even in the same league at one point. When did it all get going and become an official rivalry? It was probably, yeah, shortly after that uh, that year, you know, and um, um, there, were, there were times we'd play uh, five times. You know, I don't know why we got into their tournament because we were going to meet in the finals, and then we'd play twice in league, and then we'd play them in the city championship game, and then we'd play them in the the state championship game. So it was, you know, but it was fun. It was fun. What were some of your favorite memories from those games? Uh, so many. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I remember uh, one year when. Uh, we had to set up a section behind the scores table. I mean, a, a, a section. You know, there's five sections. And so one, comp- one whole section was for all the coaches that were coming. And we're talking NBA coaches, too, because that was the last year where, where kids could go straight to the league. And so the, the game at Fairfax, uh, I mean, you know, we, we must have had 50 people there. Uh, just for that, and um, the game gets started, and and before you know it, we're down 20, and uh, we end up losing by 25, 30. As I come out of the uh, locker room, it was the weight room, that's where we would uh, get dressed and so forth. As I looked into the gym, 
there's water dripping right by the door. And I thought, oh, there's the leak again. You know, it must be raining outside. But it was the precipitation from that night uh, where the heat, and then once everyone was leaving, they opened the doors and the cold and the heat. And, and, and so, uh, you know, that that stands out because of, of, of the different coaches that were there. And, and uh, they, they took they, they took the lead right away. And uh, uh, so it was a, a night that I would that I that I'll remember, you know. Uh, we've had our wins and so forth, but that was uh, uh, I mean, the tickets were hard to get that night. Looking at the city championships that you won, so there was one in '85, as you mentioned, and then in '87, and that was when that first ten-year run that y- you mentioned. What was special about those two teams? What about those two teams made them uh, so successful and were able to get that championship? Well, in '85, it was the 3A division, and uh, that was really a a, a, uh, a memorable team because uh, we started three kids when they were sophomores, and we just kind of worked hard, and and uh, and then that senior year we had a good sophomore pop up Sean Higgins that that just put us over the top, and uh, uh, so that was neat. And then the '87 one, you know, we were uh, a young team uh no 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 we were uh, Sean was a senior that's right and uh so we ended up winning the city and and and, and we had the talent i mean you know, we we had a good team and in 89 you guys had a bit of an off year for your standards but you beat Cleveland that year correct and that was considered one of the best teams in San Fernando Valley history what do you remember from that game God i'm glad you remember that one because uh that that was uh special uh, they were like number two in the state, and uh, we had lost to them by 38 in December. And we were matched up, and, and I think we were seated eighth or ninth, and they were seated one. And we ended up uh, in the second round going over there and uh, played the game of game of the year for us, and, and uh, they took us lightly. I remember going in there, and, and, and some of the – Cleveland students are getting the PA system ready, and, and one kid says, um, so how's this team? And then the other kid says, uh, well, we beat them by 38 in December, so the other kid said, okay. And so I thought, yeah, well, th- that's that's how it is. And and, and uh, so anyway, the game started, and we were just able to grind it, and, and Lucius Harris takes a half-court shot that hits the rim back of the rim and comes out and then we won by one or two or whatever it was and uh, uh, it was a fun bus ride home Um, and the kids that night at Fairfax we got back from Cleveland uh, 10.30ish at 12 o'clock they're still in the parking lot and and, uh, so we had to go and tell the kids you better go home and so yeah no that was uh, it was probably one of the I think it was Braswell's last game too before he went to Long Beach State. So uh, uh, I know the Cleveland kids and the Fairfax kids that played in that game still talk about it. Great memory. And then two other city titles in 07 and in 2015, I believe. And what about that 07 team? What was special about them? The 07 team uh, was a group that, uh, as juniors, they – uh, we we lost to, to Westchester in the in the city finals, and so we were able to play them for the championship, and so that was a uh, you know it, it was a, it was a senior team, and so I think we had four seniors to start us. So f- those four kids had been through a lot. Uh, those four kids, uh, their junior, we went to Hawaii and. Um, we upset Kevin Durant, and they were number one in the country, Montrose Christian. So this team came back, and f- we felt too good about ourselves, and we, we got upset in the semis by Westchester. And uh, But they, these guys, to their credit, came back in their senior year. We, we ended up, I think, beating Westchester four times that year. Are there any defeats from your time at Fairfax that still eat at you, that you kind of remember from uh – from those times? Well, in in fact, I was talking to uh, Gary McKnight at Modern Day, yes. and it was when Clay was a senior, his son. We played them in the state 
semis, or I think it was the semis over at Cal State Fullerton, and uh, we had a one-point lead, and that, that was the year they were beating everyone by 50. We had a one-point lead at halftime, and um, in fact, I, I, was, I saw Clay th not too long ago, and he said that uh, they were they were really worried, and and uh, I said, well, that's a kind of a small consolation, but that game. Um, we ended up losing by eight or nine. They had uh, Clay was their their main go-to guy. Uh, Shea Cotton was a, a sophomore, junior, and, and and so they had a good team. But that game there, uh, I still haven't watched the fourth quarter of that game. Wow! And uh, and Clay says that's his dad's favorite video because obviously they won, but because his son's in it too. So we wouldn't be talking about Fairfax basketball with Coach Catani if you know Edizam and Westchester weren't on the other side that tremendous tremendous rivalry with Coach Azam you guys went to the same high school right Gardena High and when did your relationship kind of start with them and take well, me through all these years you know I, I first met Ed uh, we were like eight nine or ten years old we, you know we we got picked on the same team and I think uh, back then that's he went to the park you know and and that's where I first met him and then uh, uh, you know you, you play on Saturdays or you play on the weekdays in the summer and then um, so that's my first time of, of, of you know you, you, you all the kids from all the different elementary schools go to this one park and so anyway yeah so from there uh, uh, high school and then and uh, college too. Yeah, then we, we uh, saw each other at Long Beach State, and then uh, you know Ed Ed went to Westchester, and then uh, a year later I went to San Fernando. Yeah, so it uh, and it's interesting because I think uh, the rivalry and the competitiveness of of both of us. Um, at times, uh, got in the way of 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 our relationship, uh, but not to the point where we never talked or anything like that. But now that I'm here, uh, we seem to talk more. So anyway, it's interesting. <laughs> it is so tough to know someone for so long, and then you don't want to say you, you hate them, but you don't like them. They're on the other side, and yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a very tough dynamic, but the, I'm glad that you guys are, are talking more these days. Coach, I read an article that said when you were at Fairfax, one former player was an insurance broker or something or worked in insurance, and he would come back and, and, and help out the program. What did that mean to you when players who would graduate and move on would come back and say, Coach, what do you guys need help with this year and, and help you out financially? It really makes you uh, first thankful, and then it also makes you understand the impact that that we as teachers and coaches, and really adults, have on the lives of 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 kids, and uh, so uh, it it. It makes me uh, thankful, and it helps improve me to understand the importance of that concept, and uh, and that's what's neat about you know doing what I do. I used to tell the PE kids um, about their future and about choosing an occupation that you're going to to enjoy and have passion to where it's not like work. Because I've I've worked where uh, my dad was a gardener. And when I was eight years old, I knew I, I didn't want, wasn't going to be mowing lawns. And so, um, you know, it just, just makes you thankful that uh, you get to do something you enjoy doing. And then you get a kid coming back. And uh, to this day, he helps me over here. You know, he says, Coach, you know, I'm Fairfax, but I was helping you because of you now. And he's helped me here, which unbelievable. Unbelievable. Andre Dirty, that's his name. Thank you for providing his name. Yeah. Who are some other players who maybe years ago they graduated but they you still keep in touch with? 
Well, you know, as time goes on, uh, it gets more and more sporadic. And, 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 uh, but uh, Jamal Boykin was, uh, you know, uh, was someone that I uh, uh, spoke to. And, and Jamal would, um, in fact, he recommended a player to us. And uh, uh, he helped with uh, a scholarship to, to help help make ends meet with this kid and uh, and the kid is nothing that uh, he, he's got to develop and work and so it's nothing like well this kid is already a guaranteed division one he's not and and so uh, th those kinds of, of things are, are important um, when when at Fairfax uh, when we won the uh, uh, the city title in, in 215 uh, Solomon Hill uh, gave me a check to help buy uh, the rings for the kids and he remembers when he went in 07 that uh, people would help us Chris Mills would help and Craig Smith would help us and so um, if you ask for help those guys would come back because they, they know they know the landscape of, of all the things that we're trying to do and stuff uh, Craig has come back and he bought us a, a flat screen TV that uh, he, he saw the TV we had, and he says, you need a new TV. So just stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, a lot of the, the, the people, the, the scorekeepers, the statisticians, um, I went to the 88 30-year reunion three weeks ago and uh, saw many of the, the students that used to help us. And... Uh, they are in positions now to still continue to help and they want to reach out and, and, and help. So, um, yeah, Fairfax, uh, a lot of good stuff. Quickly on Craig Smith, I'm from Massachusetts, so when he was at Boston College, they had that incredible team with Jared Dudley and himself and they made that run in the NCAA tournament. And one of the only games I remember from when I was little was their loss to Villanova in that NCAA tournament when they had that whole team really going for him and I think that Villanova team went on to make the final four and I think Craig if uh, that team had just gotten it done in that game they could have made the final four as well but I love that BC team and it's crazy that Craig is from out here and uh, kind of a world's colliding moment a little bit I love watching him well that that Boston College staff led by Al Skinner yeah Al Skinner great okay. coach and and Tim O'Shea um, uh, Ed Cooley yeah it was now at Providence yeah these guys are good guys and because when Craig Craig didn't pass the SAT so he went to uh, uh, a, a prep school in, in uh, back east it might have been in uh, Maine or somewhere but anyway all of a sudden other schools are, are uh, trying to trying to get Craig to switch up but uh, Craig to his credit went to Boston College and it was because of those guys and uh, good good men good good men um, I remember Al Skinner sitting in our small gym we're watching Craig before uh, this is after the year's over now and Al says to me uh, and he didn't have to say this because Craig was already going he says I think if Craig could work on this this and this he won't be an all-star but I really can see that he'll be in the NBA for a while. And to, sure enough, that's exactly what Al said at that time. And uh, I never told Craig that until years later when he was in the NBA. But you know, really great people, BC staff. And, and uh, I think Al's at uh, Saginaw now in, in Atlanta. I love uh, that team and those memories. Thank you for sharing that. Coach, after 35 years, you retired from Fairfax after the 2016 season. Why was the timing right for you then? Well, um, one, the I, I had met the re, the pension, you know, the retirement, and I and I, I I that was something that was important to me and my family. Um, this school had uh, had asked if I would be interested. My two boys went here, so I knew the, the, the excellence uh, on the academics. And, and, and our athletic director, Brian Negan, uh, who is the one that uh, orchestrated uh, to see if I'd be interested. And I was putting them off for a couple years, and, and I knew that sooner or later, if I didn't do it, 
that that t offer would not be. You know, I save a two and a half hour commute, uh, hour going, hour and a half coming home. Uh, it it takes 12 minutes to get here, and so um, the timing seemed right. Um, we had three good players coming back at Fairfax. Uh, Ethan Anderson, Robert McRae, and, and uh, Jamar Hartwell, and uh, other other players too, but those were the top three kids. And so I didn't say anything. I knew I was going to retire uh, going into that year. Only my wife and two kids knew. And, um, and um, which made it an interesting uh, journey, but I didn't want I didn't want the players to be saying, "Oh, uh, let, let's win this for coach," and using that kind of stuff. Any distraction I didn't want, and so the only guy tripping the whole year was me and uh, my wife. Because when as I got down to the playoffs, they started popping up at every game because they thought that might be my last game at Fairfax, and. Uh, so when we did lose that last game, and it was to Roosevelt in double overtime, and at the buzzer, we had a shot that, no, no, they made a shot at the buzzer, or else we would have kept going. And that was the state quarters. You know, they were really, uh, I could see my two boys, because they grew up in that gym, and, and my wife, and they were they were all, you know, they I could tell they were, they were hurt. My Coach and I, my uncle came, and you know, and, and uh, uh, he, I think, I told him down halfway through the year. But I, I didn't want to tell any of the kids, and, and I didn't want to make it public because I know the, I know how it is. It would have been, even when they heard that I was retiring, I'm sure these kids were called to try to transfer and that type of thing. And and uh, the saddest part was probably when I called those three kids into the back room and I told them that. Um, you three are going to hear a talk that no other Fairfax players have ever heard from you in 35 years. So they're, they're trying to figure out what, and then I just said, I'm not coming back next year. And uh, when I still think about it, you know, it, it still kind of gets to me a little bit. But, uh, but I told those three kids that I could have told you at the beginning, and I told them why. And I said, the, the three things that, uh, or, or two things I want you guys to, to do for me is, is one, now you can say, let's win the city title for coach. I want you to do that. And then the second thing I told him is that you guys are the, the, the true Fairfax kids. Because the Fairfax kids, they, they come there because of the school. They come for athletics and stuff, but it's mainly the school because the school is unique. It's, it's a great school. And I said, so don't let anyone talk you into leaving Fairfax. Those are my two wishes. One, win the city title. Number two, you graduate from Fairfax. And, um, you know, so to their credit, Jamal graduated. He's at George Mason. Ethan's going to go to UNLV. He's going to graduate. Robert's going to graduate, and he's going to go to some college too. So all three kids did what I had, had, had wished for. Now they, it's it's on them to win the city title. So we'll see. And they might this year. They got a good chance. Yeah. So after you, in comes Steve Bake, and I know you helped recruit him to Fairfax along with the old Fairfax principal. What was that process like? Because that's a little bit unique. It's not really that often a, a coach, an outgoing coach, has a say in the, in the new coach. I'm going to ask why Steve, but his resume speaks for himself. What was that process like, and why'd you end up really gunning well, for him? Well, I knew Steve because he played in some of our events. I didn't know him uh, really, really well, though. And and so what happened is um, I think um, I can't I, – I, I think the season had just finished, and um, – Steve calls me. No, no, no. I called him to tell him that I'm going to be retiring from Fairfax because I wanted Chino Hills in our state preview. And so I just wanted to let him know that, hey, just because you hear that, I'm still going to have this thing going on. It's going to be called the Rolling Hills State Preview. He says, Coach, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm coming back to Chino Hills. And I said, what do you 
And that was after their undefeated year. Yeah, and I thought, wow. And, and he says, I was calling you to see if maybe, uh, because it's closer to my house, maybe I can come on as an assistant or something. But the, I guess the travel got to him and, 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 and so forth. So uh, then right away, I, I, you know, I thought about, why don't you do this thing? And he had to give it some time to, to digest because he had just finished his undefeated year. And um, uh, so it, because of the teaching factor, there was a lot of things that we had to wait for to make sure that it worked. Uh, there was a couple of other people that uh, we had waiting that I never even mentioned that it was that I was leaving. I was just asking questions. There was maybe three, four other guys who I was asking, and later they called me and they said, Coach, you, my wife says you were asking me all those questions because maybe you were going to let me see if I wanted the job. I says, yeah, you're right. So these are guys from other districts that I was calling because I, I, want, I want Fairfax. I wanted Fairfax to be better than ever. You know, I, I don't want uh, all those years of, of – of the hard work and all the people that help support us over there, uh, it'd be a crying shame if all of a sudden it, it goes the other way. So I want them to do better than ever. And, and uh, so I was lucky that our principal uh, allowed uh, me to have that thought and to allow us to uh, search for, for the right person. Now you're at Rolling Hills and you're Two years so far have been great. You won a state championship and a Southern Section title in year one, a Southern Section title a year ago. What's allowed you to have this kind of great success right away? Well, you know, we we have kids that uh, we – my first year here, we, we had uh, a, a good group of young kids, and uh, they worked hard, and um, – we were able to uh, just kind of make our way and, and just kind of, you know, we got lucky in some games. And, and uh, you know, we, I, I look back at, at that first year and, and uh, there, were, uh, uh, there were some games that could have went either way and even in the, in the, the, the state finals, but we were, we were fortunate. And I think it was a case of the kids just not knowing anything and we just go there and do our thing, you know? And so uh, we, were, we were lucky, we were fortunate. We worked hard though. We had long practices just to get these guys to understand how to how to play right, and then uh, and so consequently, we had a lot of guys back the following year, and um, uh, and and again, it, it took some fortune, and, and and we lost in the state playoffs, and and it was a tough one to to to, to swallow because um, it was the first time that our kids had lost in that type of uh, tournament, and so hopefully we're we're, we're better. From that, we're in Division Three A, Three Double A this year, and and uh, but we still have three starters back from that first year that started, you know, when they were young. So, so that's great, and yeah, you'll have a, a really good team this year, as you mentioned uh, off the air. Though you want to see these guys work like you would with any team. One other question, going back to the transition, when did you know you were going to take this job? Was that right after the the Fairfax season? Ended. How did that all kind of go down? I, I kind of knew uh, before the school year started. So, okay. so in, in August, I, I knew that this was going to be it because I had uh, uh, gone to different uh, meetings with with the uh, retirement people just to see where all the how, how that part works, and um, uh, so that's when I I knew that, and uh, once I had already made up in my mind that that was it um that was it you know and and uh again my wife and i were the and my two kids but my wife and i were the two people tripping out on it and no one else so uh and i think if i did it again i would probably do it the same way because um there's no distraction you know, and, and it's cool. No regrets. That's great to hear. Is your wife an administrator here, or was she? She was a long-term sub here. Okay. And then now she is, uh, yeah, working in uh, as an uh, in the admissions department. And your son is an assistant with you, correct? 
My, that's my nephew. Oh, your nephew. Yeah, my nephew me. is 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 an, is an assistant with me, and this is his. Uh, he was an assistant here before I got here, and uh, so he's finishing up his teaching credential at Long Beach State, Corey, and. Uh, uh, but my two boys went here, and so uh, Grant, my oldest, came here for a year, and then he went over to UCLA and then uh, graduated. He was uh, a manager for the basketball team, senior manager his senior year, and he is finishing up his second year as a grad assistant at Temple, okay. working on his MBA, and so uh, that's, that's been a great experience. And then my other boy, my younger one's a junior at UCLA. Coach, who are some friends, whether it's coaches or parents that you've made coaching basketball in Southern California for about 40 years now? Who are some people who, uh, you know, you talk to regularly and are just your friends from, from your experience coaching? Well, you know, the Nike, I, I, I was a consultant for them, and, and, and they still uh, are very helpful to our program, and they were very helpful when I was at Fairfax. And so uh, – through all these years, uh, you know, Tony Dorado, the, the Nike manager, and I have become uh, friends, more than just working-type relationships. Uh, George Raveling, you know, George, I first met George when he was at USC. Uh, he came from Iowa, and uh, he recruited Bert Harris, one of our guards that year. And, and so George, to this day, has still will you know, will, will reach out a few times a year, and, and through his busy schedule, will still talk um i mean there, there's probably so many people that i can't even uh, re remember uh, uh a guy who when he was a kid that uh, went to fairfax flea his name mike balzeri and i didn't even know him and and uh he knew our baseball coach and so flea would come to the games back in the in the late 80s and i would never I'm not a music guy, so I, you know, I, I, I couldn't tell you if he was there or not. So time goes on, and in 2014, yeah, 2014, we're playing uh, Hamilton High School, and Flea used to only come to the Westchester games. So even if I saw him, I wouldn't talk to him. I'm just too, too into the, the moment. So someone said, Flea's here. So I went, where is he? So they show me where he is, and I thought, okay, no disrespect to Hamilton, but we were going to win that night. So I went over, introduced myself, and we, we talked, and he said to me, if there's anything I can do to help you, please let me know. Well, that year we were going to Hawaii, and we have to fundraise 18000 to go to Hawaii, and I think we had like um, 11000 and I sent the flea email, you know, uh, we're trying to fundraise and, 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 oh, within a heartbeat, the Chili Peppers help, help, help donate money to us. And I won't tell you the sum, but it was very generous. Flea, the following year, says to me, you know, we're not playing right now, so... I'll help you. The Chili Peppers aren't. So Flea himself wrote us a, a donation check. And um, he's a big fan of ours. He, he knew all the kids that year. Yeah, yeah. He, and um, so that, and then, you know, I went to a couple concerts that he invited me to. And, and uh, he, he gave me the uh, VIP, the all-access pass. And I said to him, God, thank you. I appreciate that. And he says, will you do that when I go to Fairfax games? And I went, well, if you want to look at it like that, <laughs> it was a crack up. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty cool. That is an incredible story. Thank you for sharing. I, I had seen that he had gone oh, to some games. Yeah, another thing. See, that 2015 year in the playoffs against Etiwanda in the state playoffs, Donald Gibson hurts his knee. Donald has health insurance, and um, Flea – calls and says that his doctor who worked on Kobe and other professional athletes is willing to work with Donald and F Flea paid for the surgery. Unbelievable. 
unbelievable. And I told I told the L.A. Times, and I think Eric Sondheimer wrote about it a little bit. But uh, see, people don't. I mean, this guy just out of the kindness is 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 helping this family. That is an incredible story. And who would have thought the guy who plays the bass and, and gets really into it has a history with Fairfax basketball and has been so generous and so kind. Incredible. I, I really appreciate that story. Thank you so much. Uh, well, you know what? Let me, you can you can do whatever you want with this one. but <laughs> the, Keep them coming, please. He, he, uh, we go into the locker room on the games that he says he's coming. And that particular he was coming uh, once a week because he, he, uh, they weren't playing. They were just practicing. He had gotten injured or something. So, But when we're leaving our locker room, and as I get near the gym, I could hear this guy, because we had a band there. Our, our, our school band was there. I could hear someone playing some good-sounding bass. And I go, it's, it's not, a, it's not a, one of our students. I look, and it's Flea. So he's over there, and he's got a group, and he's playing. And then as time went on, we had Chili Pepper fans wearing their black Chili Pepper T-shirts coming to the games hoping to see Flea. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty funny. It was fun. Picking up some fans just for having a, a great fan. Yeah. Again, thank you. That Those are some awesome stories. Yeah. That, that's going to stick with me for sure. Uh, so, Coach, you were at LAUSD for 35 years working for Fairfax, and we see a lot made of the stipends for coaches, how they haven't really gone up since the 80s. There might be a strike upcoming. There was one in the 80s, and then you were even affected by uh, the P.E. <coughs> teachers got getting laid off back uh, when that happened. What do you make of the current state of LAUSD? Because it seems like it's really treated you well for 35 years and you've had a great gig, but on the other side, there are some things that need to change. Yes. Being at a private school or even coming from other sections, the L.A. City section if you coach in the L.A. City section, uh, oh, you you have uh, you, you exhibit a lot of qualities that uh, 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 that the general public they don't they don't understand all the the work and hours um, that it takes. Yeah, when I my last year at, at at Fairfax, my stipend was like 2500 bucks. I got one assistant, and his stipend was like seventeen or 1800 If we had a third team, we had to fundraise for that assistant. And, and that, that pay couldn't be higher than $1,700, what the other assistant was getting. Um, summer league, sp- spring league, you know. It's the pricey. Yeah, and and the and the school districts didn't want anything to do with it because of the liability issue. Uh, well, how do you run a program? How do you keep up with the other the other schools? Um, fundraising, even using, uh, you know, the the school district, LAUSD, and, and and maybe the other districts too. They're making it very difficult for uh, coaches to uh, do as much as they can for the students. One one example is is uh, to use the facilities, to use the gym to run a tournament in the summer because it's not during the school year. The high school coach has to rent their own gym out. Yeah, we've seen that be an issue. It that's ridiculous. Uh, if I was a new soccer coach in uh, in an area that comes from. Uh, below average uh, situations for families. And I wanted to run a soccer tournament in the summer to fundraise for uniforms that my team doesn't have. But I have to pay my own school district money to do this. What coach in his right mind you're not going to find enough coaches that are going to stick that type of you know stuff out. Um, you know, I know they're going to go on strike or they're talking about it. And, and one thing that the union, um, I'm glad they have the union, you know, because it, it does, the union does protect from, uh, administrators, uh, if, if the, 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 the worker, the teacher or the, 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 uh, 
classified staff, if they're, they're, they're being treated un, un, unfair, uh, then the union is there to protect them, and, and, and that, that's huge. But at the same time, the union, uh, I'd like to see them help with athletics. Um, how about putting in a little bit of, of, a, of a, a request where, you know, athletics is 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 huge in the development of 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 of, of our kids um, that hasn't been done you know so yet the coaches are paying union dues and stuff like that uh, um, so anyway uh, to answer your question I, I'd like to uh, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that I, I'd like to challenge the, the, the LAUSD on because I don't, I don't work for them anymore. And, and I, I know a lot of the stuff that uh, these coaches and teachers, but especially the coaches, the physical education teachers, what they have to go through. You know, any time a class closes, the PE classes, they dump them on the PE teachers, um, you know. Let's let's have these four teachers absorb ten kids more, you know, and and uh, that's their way out. And uh, over the course of time, as long as you know there's discipline, then the most administrators are, are, are satisfied. You know, discipline out there, no no fights, no uh, stupid things occurring. Uh, let's 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 use that as the dumping ground, you know, and and and. Uh, and then they expect a bunch of other stuff, you know. But anyway, I, that, that, that's uh, uh, the, the, the union uh, and the district, they need to understand that athletics is, 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 uh, is vital. Um, increase enrollment. You know, you're, you're, losing, you're losing people to the private schools. You're losing people to other districts, you know. What, 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 what does your district, what does the school provide that is, is, is to where I want to go there? Yeah, I thank you for answering that. I ask a lot of people who come on this, uh, that question, and I appreciate that response. I have a few other questions for you, Coach, before we wrap up. You've been a coach of USA Basketball, and I know that you were a court coach for the U-17 team, I believe, uh, this year even. How were you selected for that, and, and what has that experience been like for you? Well, it's, it's, it's – uh, the experience is, 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 uh, is it's outstanding. You're able to work with uh, Don Showalter, who, who is uh, in, in charge of the uh, – U18 type teams and uh, U17s and, and and so forth, and uh, the way that he's organized uh, this team uh, is is the epitome of how you would want your program. Your whether it's college, high school, even if you could get the pro programs to do this, which would be hard because the kids have to buy into it. But these are the top kids that come, and he gets them to buy into it. And uh, he'll he'll select a kid maybe that uh, isn't as good as someone else who's got some other issues, and uh, so uh, it's fun. It's 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 you know it's kind of it's an honor you know uh, to to be one of the coaches that that have been selected. Um, it it's something that uh, I. I, I, know, I knew Don back in the days when uh, we were working the Nike All-American camps, and I, and I, and I uh, sent him a, a letter, and, and we were talking and corresponding about, uh, you know, that I was interested. And so uh, uh, through that, one thing led to another, and I did a couple of uh, clinics for the USA Basketball here in L.A., and uh, then I was asked if I'd be interested to be a court coach, which uh, it's, it's perfect. What year did you first start with those camps and the first year as a court coach do you remember when that was with the usa team yeah with the usa team it was in uh because the, the kids were u16 before now they're 17 so it was two years ago okay have there been any of the kids from those teams that have gone on to 
whether it's college or no, no, they young? they they are now starting to uh, pick colleges. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm yeah. sure that's exciting. Oh yeah, for you to yeah. See. Oh yeah. That team that uh, that has been selected, like this last this U17 team that went to Argentina uh, back in uh, July. Okay. There could be 12, 12 out of twelve pros. Incredible. Yeah, they're gonna, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're the top kids from all the circuit, from the travel ball circuit, and uh, and and they're good. They're good. What an honor to coach with them. I read in two thousand six you were the McDonald's All American game coach, correct? What was that experience like, and who are some of the guys on that team? Well, that was uh, it was an honor to be selected. It was in San Diego and um you know, that's the granddaddy of of AAU ball, you know, you, for the players and even the 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 coaches because it's the uh, the top 24 kids are playing in this event and um so we I was I was the West coach um and we, our top player, uh, as it turns out, was Kevin Durant, who was from back east. So anyway, it was interesting. But the eastern team had uh, Greg Olden, and um, so we ended up winning the thing. Durant and uh, Chase Bud- Budinger from uh, San Diego were the co-MVPs. Um, but I think out of the 22 or 23 kids, 20 made the NBA mm-hmm. so it was it was an outstanding year and bringing up Odin and Durant that makes you think back to when the Trailblazers had the number one pick and was it going to be Odin was it going to be Durant they end up with Odin now Durant is probably the second best player in the NBA but that just goes to show how good Odin was if he was picked ahead of him and it's a shame that those knee injuries got to him because I'm sure you remember watching him at Ohio State that was oh, one yeah. of the best big men maybe the best big man that I've ever seen. And it's a shame that he wasn't able to stay healthy. Cause yeah. He was damn good. Yeah. I remember having breakfast with the Portland trailblaze, the, the trailblazer staff. Not, it was, it was the, the management people. And they were asking about Durant after being with him for a week. But I, the first time I met Kevin was, he was a ninth grader at the uh, Nike all American camp. And uh, over there during the three years, you end up walking back and forth and getting a chance to know these kids and stuff. And then Kevin was on the Montrose team that we beat. And uh, later I found out after um, we won the McDonald's game, when we got back to the hotel, the mother grabbed me and and introduced me to some of the uh, relatives and we took a group picture. And she was saying, yeah, this is the coach that had the team that beat Kevin's team. And so anyway, yeah. it was a crack up. It was, it was, it was funny. And, and but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's just a fine line. I, I was telling the trailblazers people that, yeah, Kevin is, uh, you know, he's, he's good. He's, yeah, he's he's very good. And, and uh, uh, you know, he's he's one of the first guys that are on the bus. And, you know, he's, he's not talking stupid or anything. Uh, and and uh, and same with uh Greg, they said, well, what about him when you see him? Oh, yeah, he, he's sitting in the middle of the bus. You know, this guy is ready to go. And so it's just unfortunate he got injured. Certainly. You've been a lead instructor at LeBron's camp, at Chris Paul's camp. Do you have relationships with these guys? Well, LeBron, um, you know, he um, – uh, when I coached – when I was an assistant at the uh, Jordan Classic – and Chris was on our team, and LeBron was on the other team. And that's when I met both, I call them kids, but both people and uh, both players. And um, so you spend a week with them, and, and you know, you, it's not like you really know the kid, but you're talking and so forth. Then when uh, LeBron's first year uh, in in the NBA and they were Nike asked if we'd like to be a LeBron school and I said yes <laughs> and uh, then every year when I'd go work the uh, LeBron Skills Academy and I'd run into uh, Maverick LeBron's cousin and I and LeBron used to wear he, he would the Fairfax shoes that they would customize 
every year LeBron would wear it either against the Lakers or the Clippers. And whenever he would, everyone would send me pictures. And L.A. was going crazy about it. And I said to Maverick, I said, hey, you know, when LeBron does this, everyone goes crazy. So he would tell LeBron, hey, coach says that, you know, when, when you wear this, everyone in L.A. goes nuts. And so they're going, oh, okay. So I, I hope he does it this year because he's with the Lakers yeah. now. So, but, uh, and I know last year, because uh, they were always trying to do it, but LeBron was so busy. One year when Cleveland came out, and Lindsey was a senior, and Larry Drew was the assistant. The Cavs uh, had a bowling party in, in Hollywood, and they invited us. So four or five players and myself went over there, and we got a chance to uh, talk to LeBron and, and just take a picture with him and so forth. And, but I think last year he actually came on. The kids, Fairfax kids were able to go over to some event and, and uh, meet with him. It's incredible if you have success – uh, and big-time success in your shoes, what the doors that that opens, whether it's USA Basketball and, and talking to NBA players, it, it's certainly just incredible to see because where I come from, if you're a really good coach in Massachusetts, maybe you go on to do some things. But here in Los Angeles, it's a, it's a great spot to be a really good coach, as I'm sure we're well, you see. Well, I, I, I'm thankful, and I, like I tell my nephew, I says, you know, you don't, I didn't get into coaching for all that. It just kind of happens. It just works out. Yeah, yeah, it just works out. And so the main thing is is to keep trying to get these kids to be good people and to, to work hard and to help them if they're good enough to uh, uh, get them to the next level. Yeah. How come you never – tried the college route or tried to be a professional coach what about that did you want to stay away from well or did you just love yeah, the, the, the pro thing is just it's not even in the arena you know you have to be so fortunate and lucky college I had a couple opportunities uh, when uh, Tom Asbury took over for Jim Herrick at Pepperdine Tom called and wanted to know if I would be interested in being a, a part-time coach with the intent of moving into the full-time position the following year. And I just financially, I asked Tom, can I work at Fairfax till three, then drive out to, to Malibu? And, and I said, I'll stay there till midnight. I got no problem. And he says, no, no, we, we need you here in the morning. I says, okay, I just can't do it. Um, then years later, when Ralph Miller retired from Oregon State, Jimmy Anderson asked if I would like to be uh, one of his assistants. He's calling me in August, and I said, Jimmy, there, there's just no way. I, I, what about Fairfax? Um, you know, I can't just leave them like that. If I knew this back in June, I might be able to work something out because I really was wanted to try something like that. But then that didn't happen, and then um, – then years later, LMU, uh, the, the coach, called me. Uh, John Olive called and asked if I'd come in for an interview, and, and I went, and uh, uh, nothing happened. And then when uh, Kevin O'Neill got the job at USC, he called. and In fact, he called Derek Taylor because and, and Kevin told me. So he called Derek, and I, we, and I, and I went over there on my own and for an interview. Then he hired a JC coach. So had some chances, but I think uh, at the end, I'm just thankful and grateful that, uh, you know, this Fairfax had been good to me and now rolling those prep. So John was at LMU before Torrey Pines? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Last question for you, Coach, and this might be one you maybe wish you had a little bit more time to answer. You've coached a ton of really, really great guys, whether it's been at Fairfax or at Rolling Hills camps usa basketball if you had to pick a starting five assuming everyone's healthy could you do that or is that kind of too tough of a question you don't want to leave someone out yeah i mean i couldn't i couldn't even do that with the fairfax kids <laughs> okay. you know uh but you'd have to have sean higgins and chris mills you know they're two nba players and i guess you got to put craig smith there uh but there were other players that were all very good and uh, they went to college and, um, you know, uh, played overseas. So, I mean, Solomon Hill is in the NBA. And Salo, I'd have, you know, he's good. Don't get me wrong. And he, he's, he's making money in the, in the pros. So, there, you know, you, you can say stuff about me for not, for saying this. But there were other players that were 
very good, you know, that, that didn't make the pros. And so anyway. Well, thank you so much, Coach. That's Harvey Catani, the coach at Rolling Hills Prep. Before that, spent 35 years at Fairfax. And as you heard, he's done a whole bunch of other gigs as well, whether it's USA Basketball or working at camps with LeBron James or Chris Paul. Coach, thank you so much. Thank you, Connor.